Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Lord be with you. A warm welcome to Sunday celebration of Mass. Today is the 23rd Sunday in Ordinary Time. We invite the young children to go to the hall where they will celebrate the Word of God on their own. Today's Mass and the Gospel reading of the blind and deaf man who is cured by Jesus. And of course, it's one of the great miracles of the New Testament, but it's also a sign uh, that Jesus gives of the healing that he brings into the world, healing of all those who are broken. And so we gather here in the church once again to recognize that healing which uh, Jesus brings into this world, a healing of body and mind and also of spirit. To begin the Mass and to offer the Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. Lord Jesus, your mighty God and Prince of Peace, Lord of Mercy. Lord Jesus, your Word of God made flesh and splendour of the Father, Christ of Mercy. Lord Jesus, you are the way, the truth and the life, Lord of Mercy. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life.
Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. Let us pray. O God, by whom we are redeemed and received adoption, look graciously upon your beloved sons and daughters, that those who believe in Christ may receive true freedom and an everlasting inheritance. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. A reading from the prophet Isaiah. Say to all faint hearts, courage, do not be afraid. Look, your God is coming, vengeance is coming, the retribution of God. He is coming to save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, the ears of the deaf unsealed. Then the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongues of the dumb sing for joy. For water gushes in the desert, streams in the wasteland, the scorched earth becomes a lake, the parched land springs of water. The word of the Lord. We will praise the Lord our God. We will praise the Lord our God. It is the Lord who keeps faith forever, who is just to those who are oppressed. It is God who gives bread to the hungry, the Lord who sets prisoners free. We will praise the Lord our God. It is the Lord who gives sight to the blind, who raises up those who are bowed down, the Lord who loves the just, the Lord who protects the stranger. 
reading from the letter of St. James. My brothers, do not try to combine faith in Jesus Christ, our glorified Lord, with the making of distinctions between classes of people. Now, suppose a man comes into your synagogue, beautifully dressed and with a gold ring on, and at the same time a poor man comes in in shabby clothes, and you take notice of the well-dressed man and say, Come this way to the best seats. Then you tell the poor man, Stand over there, or you can sit on the floor by the foot-dressed. Can't you see that you have used two different standards in your mind and turned yourselves into judges and corrupt judges at that? Listen, my dear brothers, it was those who are poor according to the world that God chose to be rich in faith and to be the heirs to their kingdom, which he promised to those who love him. The word of the Lord. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Returning from the district of Tyre, Jesus went by the way of Sidon towards the Sea of Galilee, right through the Decapolis region. And they brought him a deaf man who had an impediment in his speech, and they asked him to lay his hands on him. He took him aside in private, away from the crowd, put his finger into the man's ears, and touched his tongue with spittle. Then looking up to heaven, he sighed, and he said to him, Ephaphatha, that is, be opened. And his ears were opened, and the ligament of his tongue was loosened, and he spoke clearly. And Jesus ordered them to tell no one about it, But the more he insisted, the more widely they published it. Their admiration was unbounded. He has done all things well, they said. He makes the deaf hear and the dumb speak. The Gospel of the Lord. first parish in which I was as a priest, uh, one of the parishioners came to Sunday Mass in their Rolls Royce and parked it right in front of the uh, church doors. I'm not sure today why I tell you that story, but I think it's something to do with the first reading of today's Mass, which cautions us to not to make distinctions between people based on wealth 
or riches. St James warns us and those early Christians not to favour the rich over the poor. It seems amazing to me that all of the cars that I have ever seen that have come and went to church, and there have been many, that this one car should stick out in my own mind. No doubt because it certainly is the most expensive car that I've ever seen, and not many people have such a car, and certainly not many people come to church in such a car. But I suppose it poses the question whether we treat or look upon people who might drive such a car differently from others, and whether in the back of our minds, in some deep dark recess, we think that somehow a person like that, who drives a car like that, might be better than the rest of us, and whether consequently in our own mind's eye we give them qualities that they don't actually possess. We think that they might know more than us, we think that they might be better than us, we think that they might be more successful than us, we think that they might deserve more respect than any other person. At the end of the day, what is different between somebody who drives a simple car to church or somebody who drives a Rolls Royce? Both of the cars do the same thing, you might say. They get us here in one piece. One has a freakish price and the other not so. Most people, as you probably know, put a high price on being rich. Some people treat rich people, therefore, differently than they might uh, treat other people. How many people you know look up to rich people as if they were better than themselves? You might recall that great uh, sketch by the two Ronnies where they parody just exactly this. He looks up to me because I'm middle class. I look down to him because he's lower class and so on. One of the things about living in the times in which we live is that these are better times. There isn't that gulf that very often existed in former times between classes, and certainly it seems to have lessened. OBEs and MBEs and knighthoods and lords and the like mean much less to all of us. But how often, even now, poor people very often become tongue-tied next to a person who you regard as a celebrity, who drives a Rolls-Royce, or who has a title, as if they know something more or better than you might know. I don't know whether I should tell you this, but I have a recurring dream that I am visited in the Queen by the Queen in this parish. I wonder exactly where that comes from. Wishing to be perhaps an important person myself, perhaps running the best parish in the world, that she might see it, of getting some stamp of approval or whatever it might be. Why do I dream about that? And why in heaven's earth should I dream about the Queen in the first place? We give riches in whatever form that it might come to us, a power that it doesn't deserve. Because someone has a rich lifestyle or someone has a more important job than we might perhaps have, or someone might have a title, then they are no better than us. But where does that attitude itself very often come from? 
We are not immune from this in the church, far from it. We think, for instance, because a priest might be a canon or a monsignor, they are more important than any other priest. These titles mean absolutely nothing. They mean absolutely nothing. And it might be of interest to you to know that Pope Francis himself is actively seeking to do away with these titles. Even we in the church itself have allowed ourselves to be infected by all of this mindset. I strongly advise you not to indulge any priest in this way, nor even to refer to the bishop himself in some medieval way, calling him your lordship. Simply call him by his title, which is bishop. St. James, in the reading of today's Mass, gives us a warning. Don't make distinctions in the favour of those who are rich over the poor. These words very often echo what we hear from Pope Francis himself, for he wants the church to be a church of the poor for the poor, to be a place where the poor themselves feel welcome, to be a voice for the poor, to be a church filled with charity for our neighbour who have fallen in bad times, to be a force of change in the world that changes the lot of the poor. There's a very striking thing in the Gospel reading of today's Mass, if you heard it. A man who is deaf and dumb. He can't hear anything and he cannot speak. What if the church itself has become like this too? What if the church itself cannot hear the poor and cannot in turn speak for it? cannot find the words, finds itself struck dumb, silenced by the powerful and the rich of the world. What a terrible thing that would be, that it didn't hear the cries of the poor and their call, that it was more interested in the person with their gold rings and their fine clothes, as we hear in the reading of today's Mass, than they are about anybody else. And what if it's lost its ability also to hear also to speak on behalf of the poor. Surely that would be a bad day. What if we become like the person in the gospel, deaf and dumb, needing that miracle to cure us? I invite you today to look around at your neighbours in church. Perhaps I don't even have to say that to you today. Perhaps you've already noticed what they are wearing. Perhaps you have already noticed what their hair looks like. Perhaps you have already worked out what their outfit must have cost, their shoes, their suit, their handbag, their watch, their bracelet. Maybe you judge them on what their their job might be or indeed what car they have driven to the church today. Already the warning light itself goes on, doesn't it? Don't make distinctions between people. Don't be overawed by those who you think are wealthy. Today, in this place, what we recognise is that we are all sharers at the same table, all brothers and sisters. We are parts of the same body of Christ with no distinctions. Please stand.
I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, consubstantial with the Father, and through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary, and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. Press one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. The psalm today at Mass reminds us that God keeps faith with us forever. He secures justice for the oppressed, feeds the hungry and sets captives free. He raises those who are bowed down and protects the stranger and comes to the aid of those who are in need. Mindful then of this new world which God sets us in, we make our prayers that it might be here on earth as it is in heaven. That we may not make distinctions in our minds that favour the rich and the powerful over the poor and the weak. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For honesty and truthfulness in people who hold public office anywhere in the world, that they may place themselves honestly at the service of others. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For the people of Kerala experiencing the effects of the terrible floods, that the relief work may be effective and speedy and reach those who most need help. Lord, hear us. For Syrians still engaged in a civil war, for a peaceful resolution to their troubles and for the safety of all civilians at this time. Lord, hear us. Lord, for those discerning whether God is calling them to his service, for the insight that they may need and for the courage to respond. Lord, hear us. Lord, for all who have died, especially John Bothwell, Patrick Cohn and Francis McEwen, and all that are asked to be remembered in prayer. Lord, hear us. Keep us in mind, O Lord, for all the things that lie ahead of us in the journey of life and help us to understand where we are and what we are about and give us a true heart that accepts your word and makes a home for it in our lives. Give us a generous and kindly heart for others, not a heart which seeks only our own good and our own personal satisfaction. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Please join in hymn number 574, Peace, Perfect Peace. (laughs) 
prayed, dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. O God, who give us the gift of true prayer and peace, graciously grant that through this offering we may do fitting homage to your divine majesty, and by sharing in the sacred mystery we may be faithfully united in mind and heart through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. His death we celebrate in love. His resurrection we confess with living faith. And his coming in glory we await with unwavering hope. And so with all the angels and saints we praise you as without end we acclaim. By sending them, by sending down the Holy Spirit on them that you fall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. And at the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take this all of you and eat of it, for this is my body which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life, the chalice of salvation giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. 
Humbly we pray that sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the blessed apostles, all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. We pray with confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. Let's offer one another a sign of peace and friendship. the deaf hear and the dumb speak. Happy are those who are called to his supper. Lord, I am not worthy to receive you. Only say the word to my soul.
Please join in hymn number 662, Only a Shadow. Let us pray. Granted your faithful, O Lord, whom you nourish and endow with life through the food of your word and heavenly sacrament, may so benefit from your beloved Son's great gifts that we may merit an eternal share also in his life, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Please be seated just for a moment.
Just at the end of Mass today, one of the Indian communities would just like to say a few words of thanks uh, for the collection for Kerala over the last few weeks. Respected Father Morton and fellow parishioners, as I stand here today, I would like to extend my sincere gratitude to everyone that has helped in some way towards the Kerala flood relief. As you may already know, my homeland was hit by devastation a few weeks ago that affected and took the lives of hundreds. Many have and are still working tirelessly to set up relief camps and get help where it is most needed. Thank you for allowing us to contribute our part by using your donations for a total of almost 5,000 to organize packs filled with essentials such as clothes, medicines, and various other things. Additionally, we are helping to build many homes that have been washed away in the floods. We aim to fully rebuild homes for two families that have lost everything in the flood. We, of course, still have a long way to go before everything is back to normal. But we have made a great start, and Kalagerlam Glasgow will continue to ease the burden by doing everything we can to lend support. We felt a real sense of community coming together for one great cause through your donations as well as prayers. I hope you thoroughly enjoy the food we had prepared last Sunday for the fundraiser, and thank you all once again for the kind donations. Also, I hope your prayers continue to remain with all that affected in Kerala. Thank you. Please stand. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Please join in our final hymn, number 450, Lord of All Hopefulness. Lord of All Hopefulness, Lord of All Joy, whose trust ever childlike no cares could destroy. Oh.